I actually, I think I did the same thing you did, where it was like great, awful, surprising. That's okay. kind of my my list. So it's not like, oh, these are what the fucks of, I hate this, you know. Yeah, I've I've got two that that I really liked. You know, like like what the hell, what the Frank surprised me in a good way, and then one that I was just like brain melting <laughs> yeah and still is are, are we doing it is this the thing now yes yep we're into we're it going. this is episode 96 i think <laughs> i i is it I, or are we are we waiting <laughs> pretty pretty close uh, yeah okay. we're get, we're getting close to that hundo we are getting close to that hundo it's kind of a crazy experience to realize that going back that many hours of content that we've put out that's, mm-hmm. that's bonkers so there, what are we doing today though there, there's a lot of us just talking what what are we doing today we're doing top three maybe not top three but just three what did i just watch movies yes yep interpret that how good. you will wtf could be good the, you know could be bad. What, what the f what the frank what the fortress uh what the francis whatever you want to call it slip a little four letter profanity in there it doesn't matter just just three <laughs> movies that took you sideways you're, you're kind of sitting there the whole time like what what are we doing here like what yeah what is this thing do i keep watching it? but you do yes. for some reason yes. you know it's like a lava lamp whether it's a train wreck or not <laughs> just <laughs> right <laughs> and at the end of it the credits roll and you're, you're just left with that feeling of huh yes <laughs> how about that that's a perfect summary of, of all my experiences with my list. A couple of them are great. One's a stinker, though. Okay. You know? Yeah, I've, so, I've got a real are... WTF sandwich myself here. So, two, well, I think, uh, two good ones and one should... in the middle. Well, I'm, I'm really excited to talk about this stuff. I think you should go first since this was your idea. This was your list that you thought would be fun to talk about. All right. <laughs> we we also didn't compare notes in the lead up to no. this. No. So I don't know what you're going to pick, you don't know what I'm going to pick. I'm I'm thinking that there's probably not going to be much overlap because it's just such a wild scattershot topic that the chance of having overlap is it exists, but it's probably probably low. I I I think it's like a one in a million chance that we would have any crossover. Like it, it, because I know that two of my picks, I don't think you've ever seen. And then I know the other one is something you have seen, but I know you don't care about it enough to talk about it. (laughs) 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 Well, that's, I'm kind of reverse because I think you've seen two of my three. We, we did a podcast on one of them. That's going to be my first one. And, and one I'm, I'm, I, I would bet folding paper, folding money that you haven't seen. But we'll okay. get to that when, when we get to that. So that so the, the first movie that I'm going to pick is Prom Night 2. Hello, Hello Mary Lou, Lou, Prom Night 2. Yes. Was this you on know, your I'd list tra- at all? No, it's not. But I did, I was going to say, I did try to find it on Blu-ray because I had a desire to watch it again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it's just so fucking crazy you know it really is yeah and and one of the things real quick i'll say this before you go into uh, why you chose this one it's one of those types of movies 
that I really like watching and kind of sitting down to dissect and dissect it so that I can understand or attempt to understand why they decided to make it the way that they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's what I was like, oh, but it's like super expensive because it's not a well-released in-demand movie. Okay. You know? So, yeah, I, I, I did watch this again. It's free on a bunch of services right now to be Amazon I think even Joe Bob did a last drive-in for it. I, I don't okay. have a shutter on my TV, so I, I didn't get to check that out. I'm, I'm sure he's just full of pearls of wisdom on that one. <laughs> it's it's just fascinating because it has nothing to do with the first prom night. I think the original title was like The Haunting of Hamilton High. It uh, As we talked about in our podcast episode... I don't think they even knew which one movie they wanted. I think it's like here's here's my one shot to make a movie, so I'm going to make every movie that, that I'm just going to take every influence: Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, Black Christmas, just all of them, and throw them in a blender, and this is what we come out with. But in spite all of it, it's 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 well made for what it is. The story is yeah. A real yeah, dumpster fire. <laughs> and and that's part of what makes it why I picked it as like a what the fuck is this kind it's, of movie. Yeah, for me, it's like one of those movies that I, I say, like, it's got a lot of charm to it, you know, like Long Kiss Goodnight. It's those aren't the same movies, but I'm saying like there there's a certain level of charm where it's like, I guess you're OK. You know, like you're trying to do something. Mm-hmm. So I'm along for the ride, I guess, you know. Right. Yeah, you've you've got Michael Ironside as the <laughs> as the principal coming back from being one of the people. So th- there's kind of a, a carry situation that happens in the fifties, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure Ironside as the principal is not old enough to play that character 30 years later right (laughs) i was thinking about that (laughs) which is kind of even more amusing because in the flashback young michael ironside has a receding hairline which just cracks cracks me up to no end this guy in high school is losing it maybe that's the thing that happens to people i'm sorry if it does i just think visually it's hilarious that no, 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 we have to connect these two characters and make this young man look like this old guy. And the one area that they can do that is by copying the <laughs> airline. Oh, oh boy. Uh, a a Canadian movie. Some Nightmare on Elm Street kind of stuff, special effects to it too, mm-hmm. which like the chalkboard turning into the whirlpool and spelling which, something out. Which was cool. Yeah. The the weird shit with the rocking horse where it kind of it's like right licking her fingers as she's kind of caressing the, why the stuff around her becomes haunted. The rules are so ill defined, but you kind of don't care about any of that. No, no, it is. Uh, it, it was really fun to talk about that movie to watch it because mm-hmm. it's like I remember seeing the posters around everywhere as a kid. Really yeah like in video stores and stuff and and then um i just never watched it and and actually that's the only prom night movie i've seen 
Oh, okay. I've well, seen I've seen the first one and the second one. I I don't think I think the third one continues. No, I I think the writer of this one did the third one, like wrote and directed the third one. And okay. by most accounts, do not watch the third one. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and there's a fourth one. So I don't think any of them really have anything to do with each other. They really just took the name and here it's prom night too. Now we're it's, we own this title. It's a sequel. Sure. It will, we'll con some people into coming to see this. <laughs> right. Name recognition to, to a story that only takes place in the same high school. That's it. There's no carryover. Yeah, no. Be, uh, I think Leslie Nielsen was in in the first one, and their celebrity in this one is Michael Ironside. Be, be, but it was produced in Canada, so I, I guess Canadian, Canadian uh, <laughs> right. street cred there. Right. I just thought of, uh, so like, Michael Ironside always has kind of weird roles, you know? But if you want to see something really weird, he's like one of those martial artists that are fake, you know, like uh, you've seen it before. Like you can like search like monks using the force to knock somebody down. Oh, OK. Right? Yeah. Uh, so he's kind of like one of those guys. He's really? got like some sort of fucking weird degree and some sort of made up pseudo martial arts. But there's a video of him performing his martial arts on people. And it's just like this, the weirdest fucking shit out there like steven seagal level like this is so dumb but i can't look away wow. like yeah so he's one of those people <laughs> he's a well, fake martial artist well I'll, I'll have to track that down but yeah no like i i show that i've watched this to someone uh, watch this to someone i've watched this blew me away I immediately called up Blake and I was like, I've got this fucking crazy movie. You've got to see this. Like it's right up your alley. <laughs> and he watched it and it blew his mind. And he still refers to it too. Where it's like, we come up with these goofy movies where it's like, is this like prom night too good? Or is this something else? <laughs> or is this more like raw forest good? Or, you know, some of these other goofball movies that we've seen. So, yeah, you know, check it out. It's it's not a good movie, objectively, because the story isn't good. It's all over the map. But, man, right. it, it's entertaining as hell, and it's actually really well made. I would love to see... I mean, you talk about it getting a, a better release, like a Blu-ray or something. The only transfer that I've seen is what's out on Amazon, what's free, and it's this... It's like they used a dream filter on everything, and... It's kind of blurry and the lighting's overly diffuse. I I would love to know if the film actually looks like that or if right. that's just someone filming a VHS tape through a piece of cheesecloth and then that's what they threw out on Amazon. Yeah, I would love to know as well. So Arrow or Shout Factory, if you're listening, get on that shit because I would buy it at the most expensive price, you know. Oh, wow. Of like $35 just so I could have this in my collection to watch whenever I damn well please. Yes, you know? give us the 4K of Prom Night too, <laughs> you cowards. <laughs> You'll at least have two people that will buy it. <laughs> Is that enough? I bet you there are plenty of people that would buy it. I, th I think it's I think one it's, of those that has a big enough audience. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of developed a cult following over the years, and deservedly yeah. so. 
because of ridiculous shit. Yeah, ridiculous shit. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm gonna go on to mine. I'm probably not gonna talk about this one too much, um, but uh, just because the opening is the most batshit crazy thing I've seen in my life, and the movie is called Orphan, and it came out like. 2000 maybe like mid 2000s maybe a little later than that but it had like vera farminga in it and like one of the scars guards one of them okay <laughs> you know yeah um but it's uh the opening it's like this you're kind of like going along with this vera farminga is pregnant and they're like taking her to the hospital because she's about to give birth and then it turns into the most fucking jaw-dropping, edge-of-your-seat, terrifying, nightmare-on-elm-street-type sequence out of left field that I've ever seen. And it is uh, terrifying, to say the least. Um, I've never seen like this type of opening before, where it's like, what the fuck am I getting into? And then like the interesting thing it's very rare that you would have like a warning before a movie. Mm-hmm. Like you have your, this movie's rated R expect some shit. Right. Yeah. But it was like this, um, this, there was like a warning that was basically saying this movie isn't based on anyone in reality. All these characters are fictional. I'm like, that's really odd because usually that's in the end credits. Right. Like in the legal these, don't sue yeah, us. Just legal jargon. To not get sued you know but i'm mm-hmm. like that's really odd that they would have it in there like before anything happens i'm like okay why the fuck is that there and then two minutes later you're into some serious like operating room table shit that uh blew me away and was not prepared for it and then uh, i just kept thinking like what am i going to see later because okay usually in a horror movie you'll get that that little taste that baseline taste of things to come right of well if this is how it's beginning then the how it's going to end is going to be greater than what i just saw yeah how are they gonna and to, top it yeah and... yeah and to start it the way that they did i'm like jesus man how are they fucking gonna top that through this movie and they did in a way but it's much more like psychological and unnerving with some of the characters that appear later but not visually disturbing like what was in the opening uh blew me away and it's kind of one of those things where and i hate to say it because it does sound like a a little bit of you know an arrogant nature but we've both described this where it's like we have friends of ours that will recommend movies like oh it's so good you have to see it you have to see it and they just keep saying that you're like don't tell me what I'm going to like, <laughs> you know? Right, yeah. That type of knee-jerk reaction. So I put it off and put it off. and Then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy this. I'll check it out. And then I uh, was absolutely terrified and didn't know what to uh, what to make of it <laughs> two mm. minutes into the damn movie. Wow. So uh, that's so it, my... It's actually scary then. It's scary. And the visuals that you see in that opening... And this is all before like the title comes up to the movie is the most shocking thing I've ever seen in a movie. 
it is it is crazy uh and i don't want to give it away to anybody yeah because I, I i often like to like to have people have their experience to seeing something like this and i don't i don't like spoiling it mm-hmm. um and it's one of those things where it's like you don't want to tell people what it's like uh just because you want to give them you want them to have the same experience that you did like watching it where you're just like excuse me <laughs> you know right uh but what what i saw in that is is crazy <laughs> and the cuts that go back and forth and how rapidly certain things are happening it really kind of gives you like a punch to the jaw as you're trying to catch up with what's happening you know because there's so much information happening very quickly uh so you kind of are it it's so much more tense how they did that is yeah was impressive so it sounds really visceral yeah that's a very good word for it so it's one of those things where it's like well i didn't expect that that's a surprising what the fuck (laughs) you know uh i keep laughing over it but um i've seen a bunch of movies and i don't think i've seen something that unnerving as an opener ever you know Hmm. so orphan the story is really good too but that opening i don't think will be matched by anything you know wow see the, it, like everything you just described is why i keep putting off possessor because everybody keeps recommending that to me and possessor's i is very good i just don't want to have that requiem for a dream experience again <laughs> it's like like wow that was really good but it just fucking haunts you for days afterwards yeah um I don't know if I would put Possessor on the same level, um, but it's more, um, Possessor's more kind of somber, in my opinion, because uh, it brings into questions like what is the reality of things and what is the makeup of you, like what makes you up as a person. Uh, So, and, and, if something were to deteriorate where you're losing that, that sum of all parts type mentality of like a personality, it, it kind it's sad, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where it's a little different, but then it's like Requiem for a dream is like super depressing. Cause it's like, Oh my God, you know, just everyone's life is falling apart and miserable. Yeah, There's like no way out of that situation. No, and it just, just gets worse. Like I'm so depressed and I don't, I don't do drugs like that, but I'm still like rock bottom <laughs> for the day. You know? Yeah. It just haunts you for, uh, just yeah. lives in your soul for a week afterwards. Okay. Well, yeah, I may- really do recommend possessor. I have it. It's kind of, be- it's becoming one of those Blu-rays or 4Ks that are becoming harder to find. Cause I don't think they anticipated that people would like it as much as they did so if you ever want to borrow it but i do think that the uncut version is on hulu if you wanted to check it out i thought i saw it pop up there so which okay well someone uh, just it's, offered it's just to more... loan it to me the other day and i, I was kind of just like eh, i don't know if i'm ready to be challenged right now because i'm still in that phase where i'm rediscovering a lot of my older movies and I, sure. I, I still have a lot of shout factory stuff that i bought that i haven't watched and it's just kind of like you know do, do i feel like having a real experience or do i want to watch land of the dead and see what that sounds like in 7.1 of 100 course. inches I com- tall 
you do have to be in a certain mindset for possessor. So you're okay thinking that way. You right. know, like it's definitely, I've seen it three times and it's definitely one of those songs, one of those movies where I'm never like, yeah, I'll just throw possessor on, you know, it's like, I gotta be, uh, I gotta be mentally prepared, you know, for the experience. Like, <laughs> yeah. Take me yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's all good information. Yeah. And so knowing that like, it's if you're, on demand is uh, also a, a good thing too. Cause I can kind of just put it on and. Okay. I do recommend the uh, uncut version. It's a little bit, the story beats are a little bit more refined in that version than they are in the theatrical version. Uh, it's actually one of those rare instances where it's like that director's cut is actually better than the theatrical version. So. Okay. Yeah. Cause longer and that's the one isn't that always better. Up. So. Yeah. It's, yeah. There's many occasions where that director's cut isn't necessarily better, you know? Uh, but I believe that the uncut version is the one they put up on Hulu. So, all right, there you go. Whenever you're prepared. But to that be clear, <laughs> that's not one of our what did I just watch no, movies? No, yeah. no, it's not. Okay. But it was one of my favorite movies of last year that I watched in uh, 2021. It made so. a lot of people's lists. It's a good one. Well, all you right. know what? I don't think made anyone's list, even in the year that it came out is the next movie that I'm going to pick here, which would be the 1969 stink bomb, The Castle of Fu Manchu. Holy fuck. Starring Christopher Lee. I don't even know how... Wait, oh, this is... Okay. I didn't know that was the name. I just always knew that it was like some sort of martial arts Dracula thing, right? Is that nope. the one? No. No, that's not the one? No. Well, there's the one that I'm thinking of from... Uh... Probably Legend of the Seven Golden Vampires. There you go. Yeah. That's, that's the one. Which, which was the the one Hammer film that Christopher Lee didn't come back for. Okay. I, you know, it, it's... Look, this Fu Manchu series is so, I mean, just... Filled with bad taste. They weren't good movies. They're, they're the epitome of the yellow peril, which was this really racist trope that ran through films and literature and television where we had to present people from Asia as this existential threat to the West. And this series is absolutely the embodiment of that. And there's really no reason for it. And, you know, you've got Christopher Lee, who's a great actor, which makes it kind of sad to see him in a movie like this because there's really nothing that he brings to the table that like anybody else couldn't have done. Okay. It I think so it's like why are you here? You're wasting your talents. Well, I I mean the reason for that is because he's a working actor and he he needs a paycheck. That's sure. that's the reason for that. Okay. So that's why he said yes. And when you're fans of actors, you have to realize like why would they do that? Yeah, I mean, man. Well, look, it's like any other profession. You need to work in order to eat. And he needed a paycheck, and he agreed to be in these films. And a lot of the movies that he was in just weren't very good. Okay, that's, that's kind of true. You know, you know, and you could say the same thing about take that and apply it to Arnold Schwarzenegger, Nicolas Cage, even though they're kind of megastars in their own right. Their their ratio of great fucking movies to, oh my god, that's terrible. You know, it's the list is as as long as your arm, and it's the same thing with Christopher Lee. 
it's just a little depressing to see him with like slanty eyed makeup. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I I feel like I'm experiencing that more and more where you're watching older movies. You're like, that's, that's really questionable that they mm-hmm. would even do that in that era of filmmaking, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, yeah, that it kind of it's kind of makes it more difficult to enjoy something from the past when you when you spot it. Yeah. You know? Well, and there's nothing enjoyable about these movies. I just really pick on the Yellow Peril to, you know, kind of point that out to people who didn't realize maybe like like that that was a thing that happened post World War Two because oh Japan was our enemy, so we have to paint Asian people as this existential threat, which they weren't. It's not. You know, regardless of what you think about China, it's not the Chinese people that are your enemy. It's the regime. You know, it's it's not the people who are evil. It's the system behind it. Right. And it's kind of amazing to me that there's even Blu-rays that exist of this movie, because I would think <laughs> if if you're China and it's like, hey, you know, we want to release this Fu Manchu box set. That they just fucking throw it back at you and be like, "Burn it yourselves, motherfuckers!" <laughs> you know? Right? Because of it, all the things they'd want to restore, why this one? Yeah, right? just keep it buried in history, you know. And there were five of these too. Like they just get more miserable as they go on. This one, they they did a mystery science theater on, which, as funny as That's those guys are. Well, the the great thing about Mystery Science Theater is it's kind of like a, a film school in, in a way because you get to see really weird, bizarre movies that you wouldn't have exposure to otherwise because it's like, well, they'll never play this on TV and it's like some Mexican luchador film. But, you know, luchadors are to Mexican culture what superheroes are to American culture. So, you know, when you look at it through that light and you see Samson versus the vampire women or whatever... It's like, oh, this this makes total sense why they'd be all into this because it's the wrestling and you got your monster movie and that's cool. But mm-hmm. Fu Manchu, I, I mean, there, there's a couple of movies that they did and this is one of them where as even as funny as those guys are, the movie is so incomprehensible, you can't follow it. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. Like, And if it wasn't for like the little blurb on the back, like the little two sentence TV guide thing telling me, okay, there's a scientist that gets kid. I wouldn't fucking know what's going on It from one scene to another. It's like you start filming something in your backyard. Now you're running around at Tiger Stadium. Now we're on a submarine. And it's just, it's it's not even one of those weird things where, oh, it, it it's like a different movie now. It's that none of the scenes connect. None of the characters <laughs> seem to live in the same world. Nothing that happens seems to affect anything else. And... I I think I mentioned before we were rolling on stream, I tried to rewatch it to to give myself a refresher on, on why I hated it so much. Because I didn't just want to point out the racist element, which is very much... E- easy to spot and at the forefront. Yeah, you know? yeah. And especially to see like one of your heroes like Christopher Lee in a movie like this, it would be easy to kind of like just pull on that thread and be like, well, that's that's why it's bad. But even when that doesn't occur to you, as it didn't when I first saw this movie, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. It's and it's, it's put together as well. <laughs> headache-inducingly bad. 
you you get to the end of it, the credits roll, and you're just like, I that I I just spent ninety minutes waiting for this movie to start, and you're telling me it's over. Like I don't know <laughs> what up is down, black is white. This is it's one of the most incomprehensible movies I've ever seen. And I think it would feel very much at home on your list of worst movies ever, because I, I think one of your main criteria is, is there can be no joy derived from watching it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, because there's a thing that, that happens and we, some of the movies that we talk about fall into this where it's like, this is so bad that it becomes enjoyable because you can poke fun at it. And Sometimes those movies are really fun to watch with a group of people because it's like, you know what's coming mm-hmm. and you know, like there's going to be scoffs or like, that's so fucking stupid from whoever it is that you're watching it with. Right. Right. So there's this like entertainment value, not just from the movie, but from putting your friends through misery, you know? Uh, the Germans but, have a word for that. I believe it's Scheidenfraud. Schadenfraud. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It means misery derived or joy derived from the misery of others. Yes, that yeah. sounds really horrible. There, There is no English equivalent maniacs. to that word. Right. But my list has to go beyond that, where it's now, no, no, no. It's now proven <laughs> to me that this is horrible and unenjoyable on every level. Okay. So if there's something you, you thought was really oh, like, oh, that was cool, you're out. Get out of here. <laughs> you're you know? <laughs> instantly elevated. That's your get out of hell yeah. free card yeah okay yeah or yeah that was kind of cool or if if the movie makes you laugh even unintentionally get out of here <laughs> like you're not making the list wow. because you enjoyed something about it mm-hmm. if it made you laugh you're like well that was fun you know so can't have my that. movies my movies <laughs> will kill your soul if you if you watch them all you know, you're not going to have any enjoyment in life if you watch all of the movies on my list. I don't, you know, that's why the top spot reserved for one movie, because I don't think anyone on the planet will see it, <laughs> no matter how much I tell them about it. All right. American Cyborg Steel Warrior. That's that's the movie. Don't don't track. You've been warned. Don't track <laughs> it down. <laughs> yeah. So that's my criteria. criteria Abandon all hope ye who enter. Yes. Man, like, it is a rogues gallery of awfulness. And it's, like, surprising. Some of them come from people where it's like, that wasn't that bad. I had one argument, because Halloween 2 is on the list. Sorry to take a tangent like this. Um, But I had a fan buy some movies, from, or not movies, some posters from me at a show. And they're like, yeah, I really liked Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. And I started talking about it, and I'm pretty sure by the end of the conversation she wanted her money back and no longer wanted my posters Mm. (laughs) yeah but well with any luck you you ruined her for life on that one yeah she probably has never bought anything from me ever since that was like five or six years ago whenever the hell halloween 2 came out well i mean i i meant it more in the sense of went back and reappraised rob zombie's halloween 2 and realized that it's just not no 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 no, 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 no. that's not how that's not how personalities work it's i like this you can't prove me wrong so if you go against it i hate you yeah i i think i think (laughs) therefore it is yes yeah that's gospel yep okay so fu manchu what what is the movie called again the castle of fu manchu and i don't even know if i want to watch this it's the fifth one in the series the fifth one (laughs) jesus yeah 
No, I don't know, man. I feel like I'd have to watch all of them. Is it? Do, do I have to do that, or can I just watch the fifth one and make an opinion on it just from that? I th- I think I've only seen two of them, and it okay. it doesn't matter because, like I said, it you're not going to fucking understand the single thing that's happening in the movie. So it's not like it's a richer experience <laughs> coming into it with some right. background. Don't do it. Yeah. Right. If if you're gonna watch it, watch the Mystery Science Theater version. But That's, you know what? One of the cool things that they do is uh, on a lot of their releases, they have the unaltered audio, so you can just watch the movie. Oh, that's cool. Without the commentary. That's kind of a nice bonus feature, you know, uh, of the uh, Mystery Science Theater stuff. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, and then you can make your own jokes over it. <laughs> right, right. Should I go on to the my second movie? Yes, please release us from the pain. That well, is... I don't know if we will because since it's becoming a this sandwich, is the sandwich. Gonna... Oh, perfect. Yeah, we we so planned like, this perfectly. Uh, I'm going to talk about the negative one then. So we're still in it. We're still in the negativity. We're in the negative. So zone. I actually had I actually had a different movie lined up for the negative negative one where I'm just like this is awful i don't like any of it and last night at about 11 11 p.m i was, I, I swapped it out because i i wanted to watch aliens again right mm-hmm. so i grabbed my box set of aliens or the alien franchise go to i flip it open and as soon as i open the book because it's one of those ones that has all the movies in a book instead of like individual cases it flips to alien resurrection and i was like oh jesus I actually should talk about this piece of shit as like my, what the fuck is this thing? You know, uh, it's the movie of the franchise that I watched the least. I can't stand it. I didn't like it when it came out in the theater and I hate that it actually exists. And mm-hmm. it's kind of repulsive. Um, it had been probably six or seven years since the last time I had watched Alien Resurrection. Oh man! So I put, I put in the theatrical version. And I forgot that the openings were different between the two movies, the 2003 director's cut and this one, the theatrical version. Mm -hmm. And the opening is completely different. And I uh, got to get a refresher on something that I found super repulsive. And that's the opening is showing all the mutations of Ripley that you see later in the movie through this awful camera lens that's kind of like shimmering all these like nasty mutated bodies and teeth and hair and all this stuff it's just fucking gross mm-hmm. you know so that's how it starts off and i'm like man i don't remember that and to be sure i put in the, the special edition and it's different the opening is different because i didn't really remember it at all there's also just weird things that happen and i don't know if it's just so socially accepted i built in different parts of the world uh but there's a part in the movie. Now, I believe that the director of Alien Resurrection is French. And I don't know if this is true. This is just me speculating. But there's a scene, and I didn't really notice it before, but I found it really questionable that they would have it in there. So, like, Ripley died in Alien 3, and this is a new version of Ripley, and she shares some of the memories. Uh, part of the plot point is that 
she gets DNA transferred to her from the aliens that allows her to have ancestral memories. You following me? <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically the same shit that happened to Alice in the Resident Evil sequels as those went on. Yes. Yeah. Someone saw Alien Re- Paul W.S. Anderson saw Alien Resurrection. He's like, that's brilliant. Oh, I'm yeah. writing that into my movie. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers, it wasn't. Go ahead. <laughs> um but they show uh they show a naked version of Ripley. Uh and I believe that Ripley in this image is a teenager. And I didn't really realize that that was in the movie up until now. And I just realized like how fucking awful that is and kind of like unsettling that Mm -hmm. is to see like that young version of ripley in some sort of like medical tube and then it's like you look at her features and it's like well one you're naked but two like you have to be super young in this you know Hmm. uh so that was pretty disgusting looking back on it and now it's like one of those things where it's like maybe i just microwave this this blu-ray so it's just out of my collection permanently, you know? Like, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I don't really want to have it on my shelf. I want all the other alien shit on my shelf, but just not Resurrection. Huh. The Man, dumb I... fucking newborn. <laughs> what were you going to say? Oh, I was, I was just going to say, I, I haven't uh, seen Resurrection in... Jeez, I, I think it, it was one of those movies that used to be on, like, AMC Fear Fest... Okay. Like, like 30 yeah. times a day because, <laughs> you know, we want they could afford. Yeah, we we can only play Halloween once. So we're going to play the, you know, four and five and Halloween Resurrection a thousand times in the build up to that. <laughs> right. Right. I have that set. I didn't know that there were two versions of it because I've I've watched Alien Aliens and I have not watched three and four since I've owned that set. And I, I don't really have any desired to i don't think i'd even know it's different I, I think the only thing i'd be looking is like is there more of ron perlman playing basketball against Sigourney weaver in this one or whatever there the fuck be. that scene was i don't know um the alien 3 special edition is actually a better movie so for what it's worth hmm. uh, but it's still not like it doesn't fix its problems because <laughs> those are you just need those a new movie are in for there that. forever yeah. So, uh, I, I can't, I can't stand the, the newborn. I can't stand this whole like cross DNA thing, cross swapping with the DNA of like Ripley being part alien and then the alien queen being part human. So the alien queen then gives birth to a alien human hybrid. The, the humalian. Yeah. The newborn is what they call it. Yeah, I, I like to just, call it the humalian. <laughs> Humalian's better. It is, and it's funnier. I just don't like the look. It's got this little, like, fucking triangle fleshy piece that comes out of its nose that keeps, like, twitching. Yeah, it, just it looks lying, terrible. You know? It looks stupid. Yeah. And then when it's trying to emote, when it's getting sucked through the thing out into space, it's like, no, Ripley, do not pretend to sympathize with this you fucking right. murder that thing. There's nothing yes. to sympathize with here. <laughs> Put Not it out of all. its melted cheese misery. Just blast it into space like countless other aliens. So listen, the reason why all this stuff is so fresh in my mind is because I rewatched this last night just to prepare myself and get my my highlights 
yeah. on point, you know, right. of what I don't like. It's just everything is so fucking all over the place. Uh, so they end up, the, the movie culminates in them fucking crashing this giant ship into Earth, right? And they also land on it, and it ends with them on Earth. But this fucking vessel seems like it's the size of a Death Star, and it lands on Africa, and there's just a shockwave that goes around the planet. So I'm thinking like, okay, you're you're uh it's great that you're back, Ripley, but you just destroyed like 40% of the population by crashing your ship onto Africa. You know? Sorry. Uh, so sorry. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. And then she says a line like she says to Winona Ryder or Call, that's her name in the movie, it uh after they had just crashed this ship, they're on like a separate vessel. And they're like, you saved Earth or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, no, you did not. <laughs> no, you did not at all. But you at what cost? It to holy hell. <laughs> so that's how the movie ends. Uh, it's kind of a despicable movie. Like, it's insulting as an alien fan that it exists. There's some super questionable parts, like decisions that they made in it. Horrible xenomorph looking stuff the newborn sucks the yeah. acting's terrible and ron perlman who i like in a lot of other things is one of the most annoying characters in the movie you know mm -hmm. so it's just it's a fucking failure and it's so crazy that if you were like if you're forced to watch an alien movie i'd be like yeah i'll just watch the avp ones over resurrection like it's just it's i was i was gonna level. ask if it was worse than uh requiem the second one yeah, yeah, because like Requiem, there's a lot of like dumb things, and it's not in, not entirely enjoyable to watch because of how dark it is. Because of how fucking dark. Yeah, you need yeah. night vision goggles to watch that goddamn movie. Yeah, but I feel like that doesn't. I don't have the same type of venom towards those movies as I do for Resurrection because of the que questionable stuff that they did in it. You know, like the whole Ripley thing is yeah. just it's. It, uh, it's got like that you can kind of feel the uneasiness in the pit of your stomach you know when you start realizing these things and i didn't realize it because i saw this as a teenager so it's like i'm you know being an adult now it's like hey that's that's kind of fucked up what you did there right you know? yeah no there's definitely things that kind of fly over your head because like i remember nightmare on elm street too watching that as a kid and you know obviously none of the uh psychosexual angle really played in it's just like oh my god like freddy's after that guy and it's just that's all there was to it you know but when you see it now it's it's so gay that they either had to know what they were doing or there just had to be that many naive people who didn't oh, realize wow. that you couldn't have a, a male final girl you know screaming their head off in right. order you know it, i i always like to think that to give them the benefit of the doubt that it, it was a mistake somebody had to make in order for them to realize, no, no, this isn't the way that these movies work. You, you kind of can't do that because it changes right. that uh, dynamic too much. But didn't uh, Joss Whedon write uh, Alien Resurrection? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's heavily in the documentary. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> hey, man, if you wrote this thing, like you're kind of responsible for some of this visual imagery that I'm seeing right now. You yeah. Know? The newborn. I wonder if it's Get one of those things of like like with um, RoboCop 2 where Frank Miller 
basically disowns the movie but when you read what his version for robocop 2 was it's very similar it's really <laughs> fucking close did they really gut the movie uh i mean it's there's so close. there's one thing that that i can see him making a, a good argument for where it changed the intention of it and that's changing kane from some right-wing gun nut who once he becomes made into this walking man tank is living is he's this living power fantasy that's the one angle that they basically cut out and and it's like no we're gonna have drugs because it's gonna tie it all together because the 90s but the rest of it it's basically the same goddamn movie it's so. the same thing <laughs> so what are you talking about <laughs> yeah what did you say they gutted yeah, what, your movie what did they really steal the soul from here <laughs> All right, that's all I got about Alien Resurrection. I don't really want to talk about it anymore. And someone uh, <laughs> someone was like, yeah, you should do Alien Resurrection as like a bad movie. And I was like, nah. I, don't, I want to get this out of the way. <laughs> I don't want to devote it. an hour to that. Yeah, so I'm getting it out of the way now so we never have to talk about it again. Oh, okay. <laughs> so... Well, good. I'll, I'll hold you to that. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to watch this movie again. I don't want to talk about it again. You know, it's it's... It's that level where it's like, it's not even that I'm like a fan, a, such a super fan of the Alien franchise that it it messes with me that it's not that good, right? Like you would assume that like if you're such a big fan, then anything that's not very good would be worse because like you expect better. Sure. But it's just like there's some very questionable, uh, devious things and decisions in this movie that I can't stand for. Unsavory. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, are are we ready to get back to enjoying things for a little yes. bit? Yes, yes, I am. Because I've got my final one. I'm not going to talk about my final one, but my final one I would say is a hidden gem because I don't think people talk about it at all. So I, I think mine's a, also a gem, and I people do talk about it. And this is going to be from the year 2000, the movie Versus. This is a good one. I bought this recently. Oh, on... oh yeah. Did yeah, you get the I Arrow a... version or okay? Yeah. Oh, I I, I want to track that <laughs> down because so it's it's on my wish list on on Amazon there. So if anybody feels nice, they can buy that for me. <laughs> but I I just have my DVD that I bought you know way back in the day, from just kind of like word of mouth hearing that. Hey, it's like this Japanese Evil Dead. Yeah. Like okay what does that mean but when i saw it it just blew me away because when when you say japanese evil dead i don't know what that conjures in your mind it's certainly i wasn't even just thinking like oh japanese evil it'll be like evil dead with japanese people but you don't no no like samurai <laughs> yeah there's like this crazy zombie martial arts supernatural fever dream <laughs> just just bizarre I, you know there's a plot that runs through about resurrection and whatnot because they're in the forest of resurrection or some yeah, such yeah. thing it kind of doesn't matter because it's just the movie is just all this i it, it's a cavalcade of eye candy and really kinetic well done action i don't know what the budget for it was or what the limitations were it has kind of a video look to it which would have fit with the early 2000s but, you know, then again, there might be something with the Japanese film industry where, you know, their cheap movies don't look the same as our cheap movies do. But I, I think that's part of the reason why it took me so sideways is 
I just wasn't super steeped in like anime culture or Asian movies. And then he, he, we're gonna we're just just sit down <laughs> and just oh man, you don't even know what you're in for. Just zombies and samurai swords and guns and trash. Yeah, coats. I agree with you. Like I. I've seen it twice now. The one when you brought it once up to our the vacation up north, you brought it, which it took us a few days to get through because I kept falling asleep. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah. But just because long days of having fun are tiring, you know. Yeah, so. The sun takes it out of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. But yeah. um, uh, I didn't know what to expect either, but I was like happy to be along for the ride, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. Uh, and you're right, like it's it's one of those things where it's really hard to describe to people. And it also, it's like, I, I don't, it's, I don't know if people don't talk about it among horror because it's one of those things where it's like really kind of hard to tell people what it's about and get people on board on board. When you're just describing it to somebody, you're like, that sounds like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But then when you watch it, it's like, no, this is really entertaining. This is amazing. Yeah. 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 It's really good. No, it is. Yeah. And it, it's just, uh, it, it's very stylish. And, you know, I, I could see that being a bit of a turnoff where, you know, if you're the, the kind of person that doesn't like style over substance, you know, maybe this isn't the movie for you. But, man, is it entertaining, though? And I've, I've actually liked a bunch of his other movies that I've seen as well because he went on, which must have been a dream come true for him, to direct one of the Godzilla movies in the, the oh. Millennial series. Because okay. the, there was... um like Godzilla 2000 and then Godzilla X Mecha Godzilla uh, another one and then they they finally capped it off with Godzilla Final Wars which was basically like a mid 2000s remake of Destroy All Monsters so it's like okay bring back all the monsters from every movie just go nuts that movie's crazy and a lot of fun too but yeah no I I've become a fan he he also directed the cutscenes in the GameCube version of uh, Metal Gear Solid, the Twin Snakes oh, remake. Okay, yeah, kind of ruins it because snakes jumping around like Spider Man and doing all this weird <laughs> shit, you right. know, that he just shouldn't right. be like. From from an action standpoint, it's really cool. I don't think it makes sense in in the metal in the context of the Metal Gear games, especially with the characters that you're given. And then it's like you then you get to play him and he's kind of like running around in these very boxy predetermined things. He's not the fighter that he is in the cutscene. So, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. you can you can appreciate it stylistically, but that kind of doesn't work for me. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'm I'm a fan of, of the guy and, and his work. So you'll have to let me know how that arrow DVD or that arrow Blu-ray shakes out for you. Oh, it's great. I haven't watched much of the special features, but they did a great job with restoring it like it looks really good but it still has that video quality to it that, okay you know it's just uh it's a limitation of the you know technology that they had at the time mm-hmm. you know but the artwork that they did for it is fucking awesome um and it has like a slip cover so they're like we really like this movie you know a, a company like arrow and shout factory really likes the project that they're working on they put a damn slip cover on it <laughs> you know so that's how I look at it. No, okay. but it's a, uh, it's worth it. I think it was like twenty dollars for it, which is kind of a relatively cheaper copy of it for Arrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, 
no i'd recommend getting it for sure um well, I, I don't want to say too much more about it other than I, I just think it's a, a movie that I, I wasn't prepared for and it really took me sideways. That's why I consider it as like a what, what am I watching kind of movie because right. I had never seen anything like it before. And... Or after, I don't think. And I've gotten into like certain Japanese movies, you know. Okay. So I know a little bit more, but I still have not found something like like versus even with like the Korea's Korean stuff that's coming out, like old boy or um, uh, squid game. I still don't think that there's anything like versus. So yeah, check out versus, but I don't exactly know the type of personality that I would recommend it to. If if you like horror and you like martial arts, you can't miss. Yeah. I, I think that's the best you can put it. If, if you like evil dead, and you want just a, a side of martial arts in there? Check out Versus, man. Like you, you, it will knock your socks off. I, I endorse that statement. All right, should I bring up the last one? Bring us home, yeah. Um, I I refer to this as a hidden gem, and I I think it is. Because uh, I don't hear anyone talk about it, and I remember seeing the the artwork for it on like VHS cases and being like. What the hell is this? But Existence from 1999, but directed by David Cronenberg, is probably my favorite Cronenberg movie. And that's saying a lot. There's a lot of stuff that he's made that I like quite a bit. Eastern Promises, uh, A History of Violence, The Fly, Videodrome. You know, like there's a lot of stuff in there that's like, oh, this is awesome. But I think this one takes the cake because this movie has to do with like this assassination attempt by a virtual reality video game developer right but then it turns into this part inception part matrix but with all of the nasty body horror of like cronenberg and like the special effects that he brings to the table and then how they deal about like how they deal how he deals with perception of reality is really interesting and so you get this this kind of simple story but how it's weaved in and out of these different kind of planes of existence is so well done uh and the rewatchability is so amazingly high uh because there's context to just about everything that's happening with all the characters. And there's like context clues that you can see throughout the movie. Um, and so when you go and rewatch it, there's certain things that characters will say that mean something different when you know the twist later in the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it has this like, you know, people are like, oh, you can go back and watch The Sixth Sense and see like when he's a ghost or something right or like when there's ghosts around right now i thought like yeah okay i guess but like with this one i've watched it like five or six times now and there's always something new where i'm like oh that means something different now uh because of what happens later in the movie Hmm. and i don't remember this ever coming out in the theaters but it's got jennifer jason lee jude law willem dafoe um, it's got like a, oh, and Ian Holm, it's got like a really strong cast in there. And, oh, and one of the Doctor Who's, uh, Christopher Eccleston. 
he was in it. Also, oh, 28 wow. Days Later. So it's got like a, a, a really solid cast. Uh, but no one ever talks about this movie. I've never heard someone tell me like, man, that existence was crazy, isn't it? You know, where it's yeah. like, because you're combining like what Cronenberg did with Videodrome and like The Fly and then putting it into a science fiction story like The Matrix and Inception together, you know? Hmm. Really well done, but there's some weird fucking shit in this movie that's still like, <laughs> like, what? So there's a part in the movie where a gun is constructed from fish bones and human bones, and then the ammunition is human teeth. Like, it's Cronenberg on a different level, you know? And then, uh, uh, so what I said before, there's like this video game, this virtual reality thing that is a huge part of the movie. And then the game console, I just wanted to describe the game console and we'll leave it from there. And this is why I put this on the what the fuck am I watching list. But it's a really good movie that I think people should watch. So the video game console. We're used to like the console being, um, you know, like hardware with like a piece of plastic surrounding it. Well, this is hardware that's made from like human body parts. And then the... Um, the plastic is like a flesh-colored thing, right? And you don't plug it into the wall for the power. You plug it into your own body because it's powered off your nervous system, right? To get the thing plugged in, you have to make an incision in your spinal cord. And then the power cable looks like an umbilical cord. We're all on the same page now? I as much as one could be, yeah. Yeah, it I mean, bizarre. You know, you, I'm I'm surprised when you talk about like the the Cronenberginess compounding into itself, it's just like a, a black hole kind of collapsing <laughs> into itself. Because I'm I'm getting like a lot of Videodrome kind of like, yes, like early millennial like Videodrome sort of sensibilities. But but I can see where you'd go with like the fly body horror and stuff like that. So, yeah, I I never even heard of this. Wow, it sounds fucking bonkers. <laughs> it, it is bonkers, but, but in a good uh, way because you're yeah this in is a, a really good way enjoy. because the the story is really compelling. The acting's really well done, um, and then you 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 kind of get to come along in this like puzzle solving adventure, you know. Um, and then its ending is is really interesting, but it, it it's definitive. It's not this like kind of, um, what's the word, uh, where it's like uh, kind of not. There's like no resolution, but it's an ending. Like it's like vague or something. I'm trying to think of the word, but I'm having trouble right now. Uh, unambiguous. It it's well, has no. Like, it would be ambiguous. No, but I'm saying, but like something like this, where it's the story, usually there's like, we don't know how to end it. So we're just going to kind of end it. And it's ambiguous. Like the end of uh, Inception, I can't fucking stand because it just ends on that top spinning. And it's like, well, is it going to fall over? Did he make it out or didn't he? I want a definite answer for Mm -hmm. that story. And you're left thinking it's either one way or the other, but there's no reason where this one has like a strong ending there is a stop to the insanity that's happening, okay. you know, and you have resolution to it. So I highly recommend Existence. 
you can it, you can rent it. Uh, Blu-rays and DVDs. You'll have to import them. Then there is not an American release for it. So oh wow, it's unfortunate. But you can rent it on Amazon for like four dollars. So sounds I like, highly recommend it. Sounds like the kind of thing Vinegar Syndrome would be all over. Yeah, you would think like yeah, some company would want to release it. But, but we're just giving advice to <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> Please run your business. Shout arrow. Like <laughs> what we vinegar syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. It's super weird. It's so, so weird. <laughs> like I guess I, I also watched this a couple days ago just to refresh my memory. And there's so many parts in it where I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, uh, cause there's so many things playing off each other and there's this kind of like tugging, pull with it but man i'll tell you what like also it's interesting because we were talking about uh possessor earlier and that apple did not fall far from the tree when you look at some of like cronenberg seniors other stuff to his mm -hmm. son stuff you're like that's like the same sensibilities it's pretty wild you know uh but anyways that's all i got that's that's my movie that I think is great. People should see it. It's yeah. a what the fuck experience for sure. Yeah. You will say that that will come out of your mouth quite a few times during existence, but sounds it's a like good a story. <laughs> All right. So that's uh, four movies you want to check out. That'll surprise you in a good way. Two Six. movies that no one should ever oh. see. Oh yes. Yes. You're right. Sorry. I interrupted. Yeah. Four movies that people should watch, too, that just uh, send it right to the gates of hell. Straight to hell. Up. Just... Yeah. Yeah, see Get ya. it out of here. Smell you later, you know? Because <laughs> you stink, you know? Indeed. Oh, all right. Well, give us a like and a follow on our social media platforms, at Post Credits Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. Give us that five-star review. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. We deserve that shit. Helps us get out there, too. Yeah, and if you like episodes like this, be sure to let us know. Comment on the post. Yeah. Don't just enjoy it and laugh and keep to yourself. We we <laughs> want to hear that. So, yeah, let, let us know. Or, or if you got ideas for topics, we're open. We read the comments, and, you know, we like hearing from everyone. So, right, get, get those uh, fingers clacking on that keyboard there. <laughs> We'd like to hear from you. Yes. And if you like Resurrection, don't send me anything because I'll just delete that shit. <laughs> Fuck that movie. Well, on that note, the march to episode one hundred continues. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>